Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money, that was new. uh, Yeah, how is the coffee that we had? Did you try that coffee that we got? I did. We talked about it quite a few episodes ago. Like you and I did? Well, Logan and I did. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't here. Was it good? It was good. I I had it on like our last snowy weekend. I it was bold and beautiful. Good. I went to Starbucks this morning. So first of all, I got blood drawn this morning. I'm not a I don't like that stuff. I'm not a my kids were making fun of me. I told them I had to get because they were like, Are you eating breakfast? I who goes, like, I love getting blood drawn? Well, some people it doesn't bother. I just felt like my kids were like, You're getting blood drawn and they had gotten their antibody testing done recently, so they all had blood drawn and they were like champs about it. And so I was like, Yeah, I'm not very I'm I'm not excited about it and of course they took that to mean dad's a wuss and da 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 and so then I was like, Well, blood is just not supposed to be outside your body. That's just I mean, it's supposed to be inside Rule your of body. The universe. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. And of course my wife is like, You'll make it back and anyway, so I had blood drawn. I hadn't had any coffee, hadn't had anything else to eat. So only thing getting me through the blood draw, first world problems, I know, but the only thing getting me through the blood draw was knowing that very shortly after I was beelining to Starbucks to get a cup of coffee and a breakfast sandwich, which, man, it's my weakness. It's my weakness. I usually go for the oatmeal, blueberries, but today I went for the breakfast sandwich. Mm. Anyways, holy cow. This particular Starbucks, the inside completely closed, mobile order only, and a line, drive through line, that was basically out in the street. This is unacceptable! So I was like, well, I'll go to the parking lot. Put my mobile order in, walk in and get it. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna be smarter than than the rest. So I go to the parking lot, I sit down, put it in. It tells me it'll be ready in five minutes. I wait my five minutes, listen to an audio book on tape, which I'm listening to right now. It's called Boredom is Beautiful. I think it's phenomenal. Anyways, we'll talk about that another time. But I walk in. Oh my gosh! There's 30 people in there waiting for their mobile order, and the place is a madhouse. This is my friends an outrage. So they basically said we're not going to open the dining room. So it's mobile order anyways. So there's 30 people standing around waiting for their mobile order. It was ridiculous. And the line is still around. The, I mean, this is a cluster. This is a mess. Well, Howard's back now. <laughs> he better fix this because this one's a nightmare. Well, they stopped share buybacks. And I asked the gal who's standing next to me, I go, is this every Starbucks right now? She goes, I have no idea. This is terrible. I was like, this is unbelievable. Anyways, so there you go. And Disney was a mess. I went to Disney twice last week. A mess. Complete mess. They don't have enough staff. There's yeah. trash all over the place, which I am shocked with. It used to be the most beautiful place in the world. But Main out Street, of, USA. Out of this, there will be companies that uh, execute well and become Gosh. the next era of companies known for service and I execution. I hope so, because right now I feel like we're losing all the wonderful things that used to be pre-COVID. <sighs> Marvelous Miss Maisel. Do you watch that on no. Amazon Prime? It's fantastic. You should watch that. You and your wife don't watch Marvelous Miss Maisel? No, why are you always shocked that we're not currently watching the show that you're watching? 
Uh, I'm not currently watching. The new season just came out. The first okay. couple of seasons were like long ago, but that's right in your wheelhouse. Is so it, I'm only shocked when there's a season that I've watched that I think to myself, oh my goodness, that would be so good for Daniel and Ashley. I don't even know if we've heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's good. You should check it out. You, your wife would really like it. That's a recommendation for our audience. Colorful language, though, I will tell you. But it's set in the 50s and 60s. You loved Mad Men. That was your jam. Yeah, Mad Men it's was good. Kind of like that. I say it because it's nostalgic. It, it has this view. Like, there's scenes set in New York City, and hmm. New York City in the 50s and 60s is wonderful. Now in New York City, ugh, forget it. Anyways, let's move on. I totally lost track. I don't even know what we're talking about. Who's our question from today? Chris. All right. Good question from Chris. What do you got? D-I-Y. Hi there. I'm Chris from Ohio. I've been listening to your show for a few months now, and I love the format of focusing each episode on a real world question. So here's my real world question. My husband and I recently turned 50 and my husband moved away from owning a small business and returned to the corporate world. My question has to do with retirement accounts. When my husband owned his business, our main focus was on reducing our taxes, especially because we're dual income, no kids. So my husband contributed to a SEP IRA and I contributed to my employer's 403B plan. My husband also has a Roth IRA. We got it a long time ago. I can't actually remember how. It doesn't have a whole lot in it and we haven't contributed to it for years. And my husband's new job He has the opportunity to contribute to a Roth 401k, and we're currently doing that. His employer is also offering a match, but in a 401k because they can't contribute to a Roth. I'm continuing to contribute to my employer's 403b and getting the match there. So I've got two questions for you. One, what is the difference between a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA? Second, as we decide to raise or reallocate our retirement contributions, where should we put the money? Into my 403b, into my husband's Roth 401k, into our Roth IRA, or something else, or a combination of uh, the three? Thanks so much. Okay, uh, I brought this question out for two reasons. One, uh, we can we can look to define uh, some of the things that Chris asked about, and that's that's perfectly fine. But the other is to really sort of unveil the idea that there's more at play than just a simple answer. We're not going to just bunt on, on your question and go, oh, well, that's something you need to talk to an advisor about. But I do uh, want to talk about what is considered when you're making these decisions. Because I think so often people don't look at anything um, in the future when they're considering uh, participating in a Roth 401k versus a traditional versus a uh, Roth IRA, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll take a stab at some of the definitions, and then I'll let Daniel, who does this you know, for a living, and when he meets with people and looks at a planning perspective, how to determine which areas or buckets to fund. So first of all, uh, Roth 401k in the grand scheme is still relatively new. Uh, Roth IRA, I believe, was uh, implemented in 1989, I think. Senator Roth from Delaware, I do remember that. I think it's 1989, Congress passed a Savings Act allowing, quote, younger people the ability to save in an account 
uh, put money in that's after tax. However, uh, it was growing uh, tax-free or tax-deferred and then ultimately being able to be withdrawn tax-free as well. It was an initiative to try and promote savings, again, among young people. And at the time, and they've done this again, they gave the opportunity of converting a Roth to an IRA and stretching out the tax when you do that. And again, they did that again back in, I want to say 2000 and maybe two or four or something like that. Uh, Maybe they'll do it again in the future. I'm not sure. Uh, But nonetheless, eventually, uh, employers uh, adopted, there was probably an ERISA ruling or something along those lines, the ability to utilize a Roth 401k. Now, a Roth 401k differs from a Roth IRA in a few ways. The first is... Uh, you can have both if, if you qualify, if you have the ability to do so, and there's income thresholds. But you could have a Roth 401k uh, where you're contributing after-tax money out of your paycheck directly to a savings vehicle called the Roth 401k, which ultimately then grows tax-deferred and can be withdrawn tax-free. Now, typically when someone leaves an employer that has a Roth 401k, they ultimately roll that Roth portion into a Roth IRA, and it operates the same as if you had made Roth contributions. One of the biggest differences, however, is contribution limits. The Roth 401k falls under the same limit threshold as the traditional 401k, which is anywhere from 19.5 on up, depending on your age. So ultimately, the Roth 401k allows you to contribute a lot more after-tax money. Employers are getting a deduction for their benefit, so their amount cannot go also into a Roth 401k for you. Their match will always go into a traditional 401k. So when you do leave that place of employment, that money needs to be kept separate uh, from the IRA portion in the Roth portion. And I hope, I think, you know the ultimate uh, ramifications in the future regarding a Roth that obviously tax-free distributions as well as no required minimum distribution at age 72. There's a caveat too in that your non-spouse heirs who inherit the money uh, get that money uh, and can take that out tax-free as well. So there's a lot of benefits there. Uh, That's some of the definitions. Maybe maybe I've missed something. I'm not sure. Um, But I'll let Daniel, you know, again, theorize and talk about some things he looks at when he does a plan for people and, t- and takes into consideration which bucket to be investing in. Gaston, a bucket for monsieur. So usually the first thing that we look at is tax rate now versus projected tax rate in the future. Uh, that briefly just uh, makes the determination between Roth or tax-deductible contributions right now. So uh, once you kind of get that out of the way, and that is a very personal scenario because it depends a lot on obviously where you are income-wise right now, but also the amount of withdrawals you're going to need in retirement, as well as potential RMDs in the future. Uh, And some of that is uh, best guess estimates because you don't know what tax rates are necessarily going to be in the future. So we, I mean, we have to apply some good judgment, uh, utilizing a little bit of math, but it is a bit of a forecast. Uh, But we can in planning, kind of determine where you are now and and where you are projected to be in the future based upon your living expenses and and things of that nature. Once we figure out kind of where you need to save today, general rule of thumb is it's good to contribute to your 401k or your employer plan uh, in that tax-free or tax-deferred 
bucket, whichever you determined was good, up until you get the match. Then go to the personal retirement accounts, which tend to be more accessible uh, pre-retirement if the need ever arose. You don't want to think of them for that reason, but they are there, more easily accessible. The Roth specifically, you can withdraw contributions uh, from that very easily. So it, it creates a nice backstop in your financial plan. Once you've then maxed out the personal, going back to the uh, employer retirement plans and either maxing them out or contributing enough to hit your contribution goals for your personal retirement goal. I would also say, uh, is it safe to assume that going into a Roth 401k, let's say it's apples to apples and for your best determination, you know, there's not a lot of difference uh, regarding your taxable situation for what for whatever reason, so it, or it's too de- too tough to determine, right? Um, because one person could say, "Well, my tax rates are going to be lower in retirement because I'm not going to make as much income," and then we turn around and go, "Well, what if they raise the tax rates, <laughs> right?" So, mm-hmm. so let's say that it's apples to apples. Is it safe to say though that contributing to a Roth 401k gives you more flexibility later on in life? Uh, without having the RMD, without having um, taxable income to heirs, et cetera? Or is that moot and not really an issue? Yeah, it generally does all of your planning on the front end. So you've kind of planned by paying taxes on the front end. Therefore, you have to, that takes one big variable out later on. Uh, even just your standard living withdrawals uh, later on in retirement, the fact that you're you're taking out money tax-free means you're not adding money onto your tax return. Therefore, other things might be lower, things like um, uh, Medicare premiums, uh, taxable Social Security, things of that nature. Uh, so that's important to consider. Also, uh, just by nature of if you're going to contribute the same dollar amount uh, or percentage of your income, then dollar for dollar, it's better to put into a Roth because it's already been taxed. So uh, most people will pick a percentage of their salary or they will pick a dollar amount, say the max contribution or something like that. Well, if you put in $10,000 into a Roth versus putting $10,000 into a tax-deferred IRA or 401k, the $10,000 into a Roth will technically be better because you've then already paid the taxes on there. So the net amount that you're putting in is inadvertently more into a Roth. The concern that I see people or the challenge I see people run into and the one pitfall I will say, Chris, and it doesn't sound like you're going in this direction, which is good, is when people only save in tax deferred vehicles. So they kind of get get pigeonholed into this idea that a 401k or an IRA is their only savings vehicle and, and they bypass a Roth and or taxable savings just outside of that. And what happens during retirement is now all of their income, 100% of their income that they're utilizing out of their 401k that has become an IRA or whatever, is taxes ordinary income. In addition, any time that an emergency arises or a large purchase is on the horizon and they have to take money out of that, it again becomes an ordinary income situation. It has the potential to push them into a higher tax bracket, which ultimately can impact Social Security as well. So give yourself flexibility to have 
uh, tax-free vehicles. And, and I say tax-free in air quotes if you were watching me right now because that could mean a joint investment account where you're buying index funds, passive index funds, or dividend blue-chip stocks or something along those lines because that gives you more flexibility during retirement to say, oh, we need money right now. Let's pull from this bucket, which ultimately doesn't create a tax situation. That also lends to a, another strategy, which we won't go into, but if you're finding yourself, whether you've designed it this way or for whatever reason, in a very low tax situation during retirement, you then have the option to look at Roth conversions. And this is a strategy um, that we utilize in our office a lot, whereby people have designed their retirement plan such that in the first few years of retirement, they're living off of taxable monies or Roth money, et cetera, and they're almost in a 0 to 10% bracket. We then can look at how much money we have allowed to move from a IRA to a Roth, pay tax on it now at a low bracket and never pay tax on it again. So these are strategies you can look at. Chris, I would finalize this by saying, hopefully you've got some good information. Obviously, we gave you a lot of homework to look up and start considering. But you're the type of individual, based on what you said, that it might make sense to reach out to somebody and say, hey, uh, let's let's do a financial plan. Let's look at a, a comprehensive plan. Uh, not necessarily for you to to get an allocation strategy or to you know check your diversification or anything like that, but to run those numbers to make sure that you've got a second of a, opinion regarding tax strategies, income distribution at retirement, etc. That's the time that it makes sense. And a lot of people. I mean, you said you're 50 or approaching 50. A lot of people wait until they're 60, mid 60s, and they go. Oh, I'm going to retire in three or four years. I better get in a financial advisor. That's fine. We see that all the time. We can certainly help those folks. But holy cow, it's so much better when you get started earlier and you can kind of design this map and this eye towards the future to make these steps and put these things in place right now. That's the, that's the only thing I would say. And that's not a selfish plug. Well, it kind of is a selfish plug. But but you know maybe you know somebody in your area uh, or you can reach out to somebody or you end up reaching out to us. I don't know. Whatever. I like it. There you go. Bye-bye, Chris. All right, Chris. Great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, friends, please do send us those audio questions. Just uh, record your audio question on your uh, smartphone. Please keep it within the minute range and send it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. We still have the tribe rocking and rolling. I am going through a bit of a social media cleanse personally, so I have not been on there in a while, and that's refreshing. But uh, anyways, uh, so but we'll get back there, and I'm sure there's good content uh, being, being talked about or discussed in there because it's not just me. There's other folks in there as well. Uh, so remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.